Welcome to Zero's Game Room, where all things gaming takes place. Interviews, discussions, and the latest gaming news. So take a seat, get comfortable, adjust your headset, because it's game time. Here's your host, Zero. Welcome to Zero's Game Room, the podcast where we cover all things gaming. We've had music, we talk about console versus PC, we have crazy topics, but today we're going to hit one more home to my heart. I love the Fire Emblem series. It's a series that I have carried with me, and I have played so many Fire Emblem games. But today with me, I have a very special guest. He is very well known in the Fire Emblem community. I would consider him an icon. His name is Mangs. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm very, very excited to be here. Uh, love your show. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. A Fire Emblem icon, that's high praise. I think I think a lot of people would get really triggered by that, but I'll, I'll take it as a compliment. Thank you. Hey, I've seen your content, and you know what you're doing. The Poogie will live on. <laughs> know what I'm doing? Uh, you know, many would disagree, but at least <laughs> at least I'm good at creating dank memes. So, you know, oh, that... the memes. Mengs has created so many Let's Plays. He's created a bunch of memes through his Let's Plays. One of them came from his Pick My Edits. Could you talk about uh, what a Pick My Edits run in Fire Emblem is? All right, so a pick my edits run is something that I've uh, that I've been doing recently. It's a it's a rather uh, new concept on my channel. It was uh, created by the one and only Mecha, a pretty well known uh, person in the Fire Emblem community, and it is basically a, a playthrough of a Fire Emblem game where you allow your audience or you allow anyone really to suggest edits to your game. So you know, if if you want all hand axes to be named Poogie, they are now named Poogie, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and basically you just take a bunch of edits, you apply them using nightmare in my case i had someone do it for me thanks Tatan. and uh yeah i've just uh, added to a rom and, and played through it and of course um in my case i shared the rom with my with my audience and uh, allowed them to play together with me and uh we've all been having a, a blast and it's been super popular and uh, it, it's super fun it's definitely a new way to enjoy fire emblem when you played fire emblem for thousands of hours already you know you kind of had to add some new spins to it but you know it's it's been a lot of fun yeah, definitely, because it adds that replayability. You might have played it, but now you have Jagan, who has, like, <laughs> overpowered growth rates, and, like, your healing items are now called Pepsi Max. That's another another meme from my channel. I mean, my audience knows my love for Pepsi Max. I drink it frequently on stream and, and uh, when I play, so it's, uh, you know, it's basically a pick my edits. It's more like a, a add memes to Fire Emblem. That, that's, I, would, I would describe it as that, and I think that's what's... So that's much, honestly so. the best way to put it, I'd say. It's just a Fire Emblem game full of memes. I mean, you can't possibly get better than that, can it? <laughs> no, it can't. So what initially got you into Fire Emblem, you know, the whole series and whatnot? Yeah, okay. So so this is um again, I know you're you're doing 20 minute episodes, so I'm not gonna gonna give you my life story, but there is a video on my channel called uh My Story of Fire Emblem where I talk about I think it's like twenty minutes long actually, come to think of it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Wow, but... talk about iconic. The twenty minutes, man. <laughs> yeah. Twenty minutes. Yeah, so let's just play that and stop talking now. I'm just joking. So <laughs> Uh, basically, uh, my parents viewed uh, gaming as a drug when I was growing up. It was they did not like video games. The only thing I was allowed to have was like the old, you know, the, that old brick called the Game Boy. Oh yeah, where you would play Tetris and the screen was all green. 
yes, yes, that, that, I, I, I had one of those with, like, Tetris and some other games, and I had an old, old computer that could hardly run, like, Word. <laughs> and, uh, one day I discovered emulators, and I was like, oh, I was, I was in heaven. I mean, I could finally play all those games that my friends had, you know, Super Mario, Zelda, Super Smash 64, oh my god, that was like, that was like one of the, I mean, I ran it, like, 5 FPS, but I, I didn't care, I got to play hey, it. Hey, you got there, you I, got there. I got to play my video games, but it wasn't until I discovered Fire Emblem 7, that was the first game I played. Um, I was a big fan of Advanced Wars before um, before discovering Fire Emblem, and one of my friends was like, you should play Fire Emblem, it's Advanced Wars, but with swords and, and magic, and I was like, sure, that's a good description of it. And I started playing Fire Emblem, and I fell completely in love with it. I mean, I was obsessed over it, like, I've never been obsessed with the game before. I think it just hit all the buttons for me, you know, it, it, it complete home run in everything I love in a game, like, combined into one. And, uh, yeah, I, to this day, I'm still playing the old Fire Emblem games that I used to play back as a teenager, and I'm still enjoying them. Like, I, I can think of no other game that has kept me entertained for, like, 10 to 15 years. It's pretty insane. It's one of those games that just, it just entices you, you know, you get involved. And, unfortunately, there are some people out there who have not tried Fire Emblem, and for those of you who don't know, it's a turn-based strategy RPG. You know, but it's more like you're set on a grid and you move your units, your army that you build throughout time. And yeah, it's like you said, it's like advanced wars, wars with like swords and magic. And cute so, Pegasus ladies. Oh, and cute Pegasus ladies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can't forget about those. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a genius concept. And, you know, there's many games like Fire Emblem, but I've ever only found one, you know, one series that is Fire Emblem. You know, there's many, many games that come close and that are similar, but no other games have really captivated me the same way Fire Emblem has. And, and I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, definitely. And there have been many times where Fire Emblem, I would consider, can sometimes be unfair. Not only because a majority of them, like, what, like one through... <laughs> More like all the time. <laughs> one through six was only released in Japan. Uh, Granted, sure. now there are ways you can play it. Like, if you get a Super Famicom, you could still play the games. And I think you've actually done that, right? That's correct. Uh, my introduction to the Japanese-only games, aside from Fire Emblem 6, which I played with a translation patch, Fire Emblem uh, 3, 4, 5, um, I played on the cartridge. I took a trip to Japan with my friend. We we saw a Super uh, Nintendo, and we were like, shit, we're gonna buy this. And we bought all the Fire Emblem games that we could find, and we played through it over the course of three summer vacations together. He knew Japanese, barely. He translated the story as well as he could. We both took turns controlling uh, half our army each. And it was some of the best uh, best times I've ever had in gaming. I think that I think those moments I spent together with my friend playing these old Japanese Fire Emblem games, I think that was kind of what did it for me. That that's what sold me and made me like a hardcore fan. And that's quite the dedication to sit down and play a Japanese game and just play it through. Like that's intense. Like that that's a true heart of a Fire Emblem fan. And it kind of made it a bit mystical because we didn't always understand what was going on. He was like, "Okay, okay, I think, I think, I think she's mad. I think she's mad at Marth now." And that, okay, that old man—he's definitely evil. He's doing something. And that guy is very worried. I, I, I don't know what's going on here, but I think, yeah, that they definitely kidnapped that girl now. I was like, "Okay, cool. What's going on now?" <laughs> it just adds to the magic. It add it added to the mystery of the of the playthrough because we didn't always know what was going on, and it made us guess a lot. You know. Yeah, and that that creates that. Fun that excitement you know the unknowing but going back to it being unfair what are some experiences you've had with being unfair difficulty wise 
I mean, like, uh, Fire Emblem, by its very nature, is, you know, dictated by a random number generator between 0 and 100. That's, that, that's like, the essence, the soul of the Fire Emblem gameplay, is that you always have it. Like, damage is determined by a calculation, and there's a lot of things that are determined by calculations. You always know how much damage you're gonna do. You just add your might and subtract the enemy's defense. You know, that's not gonna, that's not gonna vary, but... There's always that hit chance, and I think, and, and of course the crit chance, and you know, there's crit kind of, chance is one percent still gets yes, crit. The, the dreaded one percent critical. You know, there's always going to be that seventy percent chance to hit, and no matter how good you are at stra- you know strategizing, there's always going to be that chance that yo you're you just missed that seventy percent hit, and now your guy's dead. And and I think that element of randomness is what's so enticing about Fire Emblem, because it's a little bit about gambling, and I think this, I get the same joy, now I'm not a gambler, but I think I get the same joys out of Fire Emblem that a gambler gets out of rolling a die, because it's like, okay, there's a 70% chance of success, Am, do I feel, you know, do I feel courageous enough to take this chance, and then you go in and you're like, yes, I got the hit, and it feels great, and I think that's a dopamine rush right there when your strategy works. And it feels awful when that ninety percent hit misses, and I and I and I think that that randomness is a very big deal in Fire Emblem, and I, I don't think enough people realize that it's basically gambling <laughs> in a video it game. It really format. is. It's a it's a high risk, high reward type of thing. Exactly. Do I take this unit in? Do I have enough confidence? I see this whole crowd. Can my knight take it out? Then you see a mage appear out of nowhere and completely wreck. It's crazy, but it does give you that adrenaline rush it is like gambling because you never know you might not even realize because for the most part sometimes you should or i at least always do check what items the uh you know the enemy has but sometimes if you don't you might not realize that an enemy just came in he spawned and they have a killer bow yes uh, and and speaking of that if we're going to talk about unfair aspects of fire emblem i think we have to mention the one thing that i hate the most with which is ambush spawns which a lot of games which a lot of the fire emblem games does and it's like it, ambush spawns is basically when enemy reinforcements appear out of nowhere usually on a fort or somewhere and just attack you on the same turn there are a couple of games that do this quite frequently awakening is a big uh, culprit on this and I gotta say, ambush spawns, that's not even like a random number generator. That is just, oh, you either look up this chapter on the internet and you know that those guys are gonna spawn on turn 10, or yeah, you're, you're just gonna learn by by failing. Oh yeah, uh, one thing that I was gonna say the, that I saw that was really unfair was during uh, Fire Emblem 12, Heroes of Light and Shadow. That was a tough let's play. That was a tough let's play. I watched it through and through. You and actually just did. Oh wow. I did. I was one of the few people who would comment on it and see it through, and I was upset when you stopped. I think around episode twenty-eight, and then picked it up months and months later. I mean, I had to, I had to worry about my mental well-being. You know, I mean that game, that game drives you nuts. I mean, it really it... does because there were so many random aspects. Depending on what square you were on, the enemy behavior would change. Absolutely, you know the people who programmed that game. I think they did it as like a cruel joke. Uh, they wanted to see how much suffering they could cause with that game. Because I swear to God, there's a map where it's like this Viver Knight is floating around in the sky, and you can't reach it unless you have a flying unit, which you don't have at that point. 
and it will attack you if you move this unit two spaces to the left. If you don't do that, it will not attack you. It will just ominously, like, it will just fly around in the air, like, looking at you, being very intimidating. Like, I might attack you, I might not attack you. <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, you moved your archer. Ah, I'm going to go kill your archer. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, that is just so unfair. But for all the torment and suffering it did that cost me, makes for damn good entertainment so I oh boy does it man there were some episodes where it was just you restarting and like they it was just so cheap and you get so angry and yeah, I mean, other I... games like that i think another favorite of mine was your radiant dawn when you had your guests on oh my god oh yeah. mr antonym i mean i yeah i mean uh F U hard mode became a came a staple quote from from him that many people kept repeating that was, I mean, yes, I, I totally should not have done my first playthrough on hard mode, but I am a little bit of a, a Fire Emblem elitist, and I feel very soft if I don't. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, 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 that Let's Play was, was definitely something, and I think a lot of people really enjoyed that. I mean, hell, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't always play Fire Emblem to succeed, I play Fire Emblem to entertain, and I think that's really important. Like, there's plenty of Fire Emblem channels out there that do way better uh, commentary than me. I keep praising the two geniuses of Dondon and Mecha and their 0% growth playthrough. Their their expertise and mastery of the game is unparalleled. What I do is entertainment. I play Fire Emblem for entertainment. Of course, I'd like to think I know a lot about the game too, but at the end of the day, I could cut away all my failings. I could cut, I could edit out all of my mistakes and just include my, my good parts and go, look how good I am at the game, you know? See how, how master I am. Like, I, I make zero mistakes because I edit them all out. But no, I keep all the mistakes in because watching someone screaming through the microphone and, and destroy his keyboard, that's a lot of fun. Like, it's your it is a lot of fun. And then when you actually succeed, it just makes it more triumphant. You yeah, know, we, as the viewer, like, yes, Mengs did it. He did it. Oh, my gosh. And then sometimes you'll risk it all and it, it works out. Yeah, it's amazing. Like when I did my uh, my um, my Fates live stream, and I think I spent like Conquest Chapter Twenty Six. I think I I was uh, fifteen tries. I think uh, before I got it right. And on that fifteen try, I mean, I was tired. I wasn't even. I didn't even have the energy to shout. But my chat went crazy, and it, that's you know that's fun. You, if I just cut away all the or just ignore all those other parts, you know, we wouldn't have had that. And I think that's important to keep in. I don't, I don't care. And that's why you often, like, when you introduce me, like, as an icon or, or, you know, a Fire Emblem master, I said there's going to be a lot of people who get really upset with that because there's a couple people in the Fire Emblem community who goes, like, Manx is really bad at Fire Emblem. And, you know, that's fine. I, I am fine with people saying that because I know that this channel is primarily for entertainment, not to show everyone how masterful I am. Yeah, you're Emblem. not this perfectionist elitist. You show, and that's what I think I like the best, you show the authentic side of Fire Emblem because it can be unfair. It can be up to chance. But at the end of the day, it's entertaining and it's fun and it's engaging. And honestly, seeing so many people play Fire Emblem has inspired me to go back and try the other Fire Emblems. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing, isn't it? Because Fire Emblem has always been this little brother. Like, it, it's always been this little side game that not many people have known about. The fireman community has been fairly small. I mean, I remember a, a time where, like, it was in the obscure territory, really, in, in terms of how well it was known. But, I mean, with the introduction, uh, introduction of Awakening and Fates, it has sort of gone mainstream. And I know there's a lot of people who don't like that. I personally think it's great. I, I don't think you should ever be upset that a lot of people are playing your, the game that you love. I mean, even if, even if it's like, oh, so many casuals playing Fire Emblem now. I used to have that stance myself. 
but I am, you know, I, I maybe I've grown soft in my older age, but I just think it's great that a lot of people is playing Fire Emblem. I, I think everyone should be able to play it the way they want to play it. Definitely, because I started off with like Fire Emblem 7, not really knowing what it was about, then found out about the GameCube, you know, Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn. And I'm happy to see that Awakening was, you know, the point that brought it to the mainstream. Now more people are playing it and it has become crazy. I mean, look at what's coming up next. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about last. Oh, yeah. Echoes, oh, baby. man. You know what it's time for. Oh, it's know. Fire Emblem Shadows of Valencia. Oh, boy. How excited are you? I am both excited and terrified at the same time. Okay. Why? Because, um, okay, so ever since Awakening, there has been this argument that Fire Emblem has gone way too casual and way too fanservice-y. You know, it, it went from, from deep-seated tactical gameplay to Waifu Simulator 2000, where it's basically, just, <laughs> who, who do you want to marry today? It's yeah, like, that was Birthright and Conquest, I won't lie. Basically, basically. Uh, I mean, even though Conquest was fantastic gameplay-wise, it was still a Waifu Simulator, and we don't even speak about Revelation. I mean, that game doesn't exist in my in my mind, because it's that bad. But <laughs> agreed, agreed, agreed. I think I, think I agree. I mean, what, what revelation? I mean, there was only two routes, right? Uh, so, uh, and and basically, you know, most of the complaints that people get is, you know, it's getting too, way too casual, way too casual. I mean, it's all about waifus. Can we not have some of the old things back? And then Intelligent Systems goes like, oh, you wanted hardcore veteran old school Fire Emblem? Sure, we'll just remake Gaiden. And <laughs> not even a remake, like, not even just a familiar remake, like, they're remaking it down to almost every single mechanic. Like, there are, of course, some updates and, and things such as growth rates, Thanks, thank God for that, but God damn it, I mean, they are they are really making a remake with a big R, like a capital R. They are they are redesigning, like, they are using the same maps, they're using the same units, the same, like, the same spells. I, I mean... Exactly, I, and, the, and how, like, it, the mechanics about how you use your magic, you use some of your HP and just... Yeah, 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 and, 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 and you know, oh, you want an avatar? No. Oh, you want marriage and, and shipping? No, you ain't gonna get that. Oh, you want children? Oh, you want, pa you want pairing units? And, no. And, you want children? No, well, you ain't gonna get any of those things. And I'm like, I'm actually a little bit terrified. Like, the, the, the old school veteran in, in me is going, oh, yes, I'm so excited for this finally an old school game. But at the same time, I'm going, is it really wise to cut away all of those fanservice elements that brought so many people into the series? I'm just thinking about some random Awakening slash Fates fan who picked up the game mm -hmm. recently, and they look at Echoes and they go, oh, that's a sequel to that game I really like. And they pick it up and they're like, where are all the waifus? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? what's going on? Why why can't I create my character? It it can be a bit scary. It's a little bit daunting. But from what I've seen, you know, I like the mechanics they're bringing back. You know, and how like the the archers are going to be more viable than they have been. Finally, I mean, oh, archers have been left in the shadow for so long. Finally, we're getting good archers. It's 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 about time. I mean, uh, we did used to have good archers in Gaiden, which is you know why they're good again. But uh, but but yeah, it's it's I, part of me kind of wish that maybe they didn't go so extreme in the remake. Maybe they you know take some aspects from the casual games and implement them into Echoes because I'm afraid that what's gonna happen is they're gonna go, you know, maybe okay. Let's say that Echoes don't sell as well. Let's let's you know it's already out in Japan, but we don't really have any choice. But let's say it doesn't sell as well. What are people gonna go say? They're gonna say, oh well, you removed fan service and now they didn't sell as well. You know that that's gonna be their argument. And that 
terrifies me because I want it to sell well because I want to go like, hey, here's an old school Fire Emblem game. Look how good it is. Look, it can sell well. Now we can get more games like this. But I'm afraid that they're going too far, too extremely in one direction. They're taking the feedback they got from Fates and they're going like, okay, let's let's listen to all of the feedback. Maybe 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 a little bit extreme, but hey, you know. I guess we'll have to wait and see, but all I know is I'm excited to pick up Alm and Celica and see where this game takes me, you know, because it's revisiting an old, very difficult, very outdated game and creating this new, even though they're using the same maps, updated graphics and new mechanics that you might have forgotten about. Uh, what I will say is that Shadows of Valencia looks stunning in its uh Oh, its are you kidding me? Yeah, especially when oh. you're, like, dungeon crawling and everything. Oh, my gosh. The characters, they all look... Like, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say now I did not like the artwork for Awakening and Fates. I thought they had some some good good designs, but on a, on a, like on average, I did not find those games very pretty to look at at all. Um, no, I agree. And no feet, no feet no, on the on the. Yeah, character. that was a big problem. And Fates, like uh, my designer Mina, she she gave a very valid criticism to Fates. She said nothing has weight. The horses jump around like they're made of play-doh. You know, nothing has weight. Nothing has weight to it. Uh, like, think of the generals in the Game Boy Advance games when they walk the screen. Oh, shakes, they like, walk. Ching, ching, ching. And they, they don't even, like, run or anything. Like, in, in Awakening, they would run and stuff. No, they would have to, like, throw... The, like, if they had an axe, they'd throw it and the chain would pull yeah. it back to them. Yeah, you everything had weight. Whereas in Fates, everything looked like it, it was made out of cardboard. Um, and, and in... in in Shadows of Valencia, everything looks great. Like, like when when you attack someone, the the animations they zoom in on the character and they draw their weapon while they're running. It looks so good. And the design, like the redesigned characters, like I have uh, completely uh, <laughs> expressed my love for Claire, the Pegasus Knight. Like she is uh, by far one of the most gorgeous female designs I have ever seen. And she's showing no skin. I'm just gonna put that out right there. You can you can do fan service without showing any skin. And I think that's really cool. I agree. Well, thank you so much, Mangs, for being on the show. I cannot wait to see what's up next, not only on your channel, but what Fire Emblem has in store for the future. Yeah, I am uh, very excited for the future as well. Wow, I can't believe the 20 minutes are already up. Had a blast uh, talking to you. Very, very happy to be on the show. Well, that wraps up another episode of Zero's Game Room. Want to give a special thanks to my graphics designer, at Trekit on Twitter, and at David underscore Ritter for voicing my intro. Keep up to date with the podcast by liking it on Facebook, at Zero's Gaming Room, and on Twitter, at Zero's Game Room. Until next time, GG, with a definite re.